This week, camping trends for 2023. We round up some professional journalism and some thoughts from RV Miles community members about where they're going to be going in 2023. This is RV Miles. This spring, L.L. Bean wants to help you feel great out there with gear, tips, and advice for heading outdoors and exploring all the possibilities of the season. Here's a simple tip to help you stick to your goals for the new year. Take a walk outside. In one study, researchers found that just an hour spent walking in nature improved participants' attention spans and memory by 20%. If you're having trouble focusing, some time outside could be the answer. For more fun ideas, easy how-tos, and inspiring stories, visit llbean.com guide. Welcome to episode number 267 of RV Miles. I'm Jason. And I'm Abby. And we are two full-time travelers who, along with our three boys, have been crisscrossing North America on one epic road trip since 2016. Here at RV Miles, we talk all things RV and outdoors, from travel destinations to industry news, our national parks, and a whole lot more. We're coming to you again from the lovely beaches of Baja, this time Baja, California Sur, which is the lower state uh, of the two Baja states in Mexico. Playa Santispac uh, is the beach we're on right now. There's a whole lot of RVers here, although they've sort of cleared out a bit today. Everybody's leaving today, including us. Yeah, and I fear that we're all headed to the same destination. <laughs> That's, yeah, there's, well, there's a little nervousness about campsite availability. The further we headed. get south, the further but we get south. We had the most wonderful experience the other night, though. For the first time ever, we saw, so Henry told me, our youngest told me what it's actually called, uh, bioluminescent phytoplankton, yes. right? So the there's bioluminescent organisms in the water, and you can just sort of barely see them uh, it, it way out. Like you, this the beach behind us, you can walk like a long way out before even the water gets up to your waist. Mm -hmm. um, but the other night, it was coming to the shore. So as you're seeing the little waves to the, come to the shore, you just see these little dots of of bioluminescence it's like glitter in yeah, the water yeah and then you could like throw sand in the water and it would light up really cool experience <laughs> it was one of the most magical things i have yeah. ever seen and it just it just kept going and it was about 10 o'clock at night that we were out there and it just i can't describe it i don't even the photo will never do it justice yeah. like yeah. it's just one of those things that you truly have to see for yourself to just kind of really understand how amazing it is but this particular campground that we are at right now has been i think my kids were telling us their favorite mm -hmm. they've really really liked it here there has been a restaurant on site there's been there's vendors two there's two restaurants there's vendors coming up and down selling all different kinds of things mr pizza drove through here the other night and i was able to get the kids some pizza which they very much enjoyed so when you do and we'll talk about this place in detail on a future episode but this is definitely a location you want to put on your to-visit list if you are coming into Baja. We're recording from the RV Miles Portable Podcasting Studio. <laughs> uh, once again, um, it's it's a, a one of these portable pop-up shelters, and we used one a lot back when we had the Pioneer trailer. And when mm -hmm. we moved to the Sabre, we 
it was so great because we could record inside. Mm -hmm. But now that we have downsized substantially, it's going to be hard to record inside again. So we decided to purchase another one of these pop-up shelters. So we thought uh, here at the beginning of the episode, we might share a little information on that because we get lots of questions about it. So, yeah, and camping season is coming as well for yeah. a lot of people. And they're starting to think about is there gear that they want to upgrade to or there things that they're interested in. And so we're going to try from, you know, here on out every few episodes or so just to share like maybe a piece of gear that we're using that we really like that we think might benefit you uh, in your camping season as we get ready for that. And we've had an interesting with this, we're in the Gazelle is the brand we're in right now. And we're kind of able to compare a little bit now now with the clam <laughs> i forgot the name of it <laughs> the clam so we had a we had a clam remember it. clam up we had a clam mm-hmm. outdoors pop up shelter and this is a gazelle pop up shelter and both brands make other styles of tents as well but you may have seen these sort of pop up shelters out and about they're they're essentially screen tents uh-huh. right and we had back when we started on the road we had a more traditional screen tent that was you know you put together the 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 long poles and run them thread them thread them through and stake it down just like yes we did we did it was uh remember i had the magnetic uh closures on the front it was coleman and uh very quickly we just kind of left it home because we stopped using it (laughs) yeah um, but the, the what's great about these pop-up shelters is they go up so quickly. So you just you just pull them open and uh, maybe a minute they're up. And then you got to spend some time staking them down and, and running guy lines out. But uh, and that's that's a very important piece of of the situation but so we recorded uh in the clam shelter for a long time that one was a little bit bigger than this one uh it was 12 and a half feet wide and i think this one is 11 feet wide and we did have it it did okay for us but we ended up having a couple problems with it Uh, one being one of the the uh, grommets ripped out for where you stake it into the ground. And then the zipper uh, came undone, uh, unraveled and unrepairable. I'm sure Clam would have fixed it, but the idea of shipping that thing back would have been a nightmare. Mm-hmm. But it, 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 this one, uh, we've been using this one a lot less, so it's hard to compare the two. But this one seems to be similarly constructed, and we'll see how it, it holds up. Yeah. I think actually I can do a little comparison of the two, if I'm honest. <laughs> like, I like this one better. Oh, I like I do this too. one better. Yeah. I think that this one is, I actually think it's the construction is mm-hmm. better. The price point makes a little bit more sense to me for something like this. I do think that clam, which was like very, very popular amongst RVers for a very long time, kind of seemed to be the pinnacle one that everyone was buying. And it, I think it's pricey. I think it's pricey. What we had break on it broke shortly after we had bought it. It was not because we were uh, using it inappropriately or it was staked down wrong or there was a heavy wind. We were very mindful of all those things and we still had some problems with it. This one, you know, yesterday we had, um, it was very windy here. It was really windy. Really windy. We had this all staked down. It's kind of, you know, it's got a little bit of a shelter to it too, because the truck is just right behind the camera here. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of like a line of what's happening. We've got Bexie, then we've got the truck, 
and then we have the gazelle. And I had a lot of concerns like that we needed to go and take it down. And, you know, I know Jason wasn't thrilled about doing that because it's a process. And we knew we were going to have to put it back up because we needed to do this today. We ended up not taking it down. It held up great. Uh, I was still stressed about it, but it still held. And I know that we have been in situations like that with the clam where we were not, we did not have the same confidence or um, we did not believe it was going to hold up and we would take it down. So my opinion on it is of the two, if you're thinking about getting something like this, I would start with the gazelle, see if it has what you're looking for. You know, if panels are super important to you, the covering panels that all of these come with, you may end up going with clam because they can kind of have that all as part of the package well, and okay, all in so, one. So that was a little different. So only that very big one that we had from Clam, which is, it's it's too big. We we bought it because we thought we really needed that room for podcasting and stuff. It's too big. This one being a little bit smaller is is just right for us. And they come even smaller than this. They're mm-hmm. sort of, you know, they're they're octagonal, I guess, but the different sizes are are the number of sides. So there are some that are square and then they then they're five sided, then they're six sided and seven sided, I think. Um so I, I the 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 biggest one came with roll down shades right. on, on the clam. The the smaller ones you could buy extra shades that you could that you could attach over each panel. Mm-hmm. The gazelle comes with three of those those attachable shades. They're pretty easy to attach. The problem mm-hmm. is you have to undo one of the guy lines to attach them. But overall. These things, the, the things that you should know about them, um, they do go up very quickly. You do have to, if it is going to be breezy at all, you have to stake them down on every single corner and you have to run guy lines to each of the individual center panels. Um, we use these really cool carabiners from Night Eyes that allow you to clip onto those and then just pull it tight. Um, but you you just want to make sure that you do all the guy down work that you're supposed to do with them and they'll hold up pretty well in the wind as ours did uh, here on the, on the beach in Baja. You also need to know that they fold down uh, pretty large they're still <laughs> yeah. pretty long and and that's another thing because the, the the clam we had was taller by a little bit and it did not fit in the bed of our ram truck no. uh straight we had to put it in at an angle um this one would and and this one we actually put in our pastor's storage what i like about the gazelle again as abby said it's a little less expensive i think i think this one was around 300 and the clam was over 400 what I like is I feel like the bag that it comes with is a little bit better. It has straps to sort of cinch it down mm-hmm. even smaller. And the stakes and, and guy lines that, that the gazelle come with are a little better than what comes with the, the, cl- the clam. So, yeah. so oh, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll tell you down the road if we have problems with it. If it falls apart, whatever, we'll let you know. Yeah. But, but they fit over a, a standard picnic table at this size. So you can put it up over a picnic table at a campsite and have uh, a shelter from light rain uh, and from wind and from, uh, you know, the cold. Actually, it gets kind of warm in here. 
That was a lot to talk about. It was. A, a, sh- it was. a tent shelter. And we should say, too, because we always love to just be honest about everything. We are not. Neither one of these, the clam or the gazelle, were given to us to take a look at. We purchased these on our own. Uh, these are our own opinions on such things. If you want to take a look at them, uh, we will have them both in our Amazon shops that you can go to. It's just Amazon.com slash shop slash RV Miles. You can look at what we're using and make a decision if one works for you this camping season. We'll be back in a moment with some travel trends for 2023. Be right back. Chances are you've seen them on the road. That's because Blue Ox designs and manufactures the best towing products in the industry. Just look around. You'll find them on highways and campgrounds and anywhere you find people traveling in the great outdoors. Award-winning tow bars, base plates, and brakes. A full line of weight distributing hitches. Adjustable ball mounts and a new line of fifth wheel hitches. With Blue Ox, towing doesn't have to be a drag. To learn more about how Blue Ox can make your travel adventures even more stress-free, visit blueox.com. This episode is supported by ParkWolf, the ultimate app for visiting U.S. national parks. With ParkWolf, you can view upcoming places and amenities as you drive through the park, locate the nearest gas, food, bathrooms, and pullover points. ParkWolf's wildlife maps show you the best times and places to see or avoid wildlife along with a feed of the latest wildlife sighting photos from the parks. ParkWolf even makes it possible for you to view your live location and direction on official park maps while staying up to date on current NPS alerts and advisories. ParkWolf keeps working even if you lose service. To learn more, download the ParkWolf app for iPhone free from the Apple App Store today. All right, we are back and we are talking 2023 travel trends. And we're going to be looking at not only like maybe some things you can expect to see as a traveler in 2023, but also some suggestions from not only our Mile Marker members, but also in our RV Miles Facebook group. And then maybe just even a few that we might have that just like pop up off the top of our head as Mm -hmm. we're talking. So I'm going to lead this discussion this week because Jason came to me and he said, you know, let's take a break from talking about our travels this week. Let's maybe talk about something a little bit more all-encompassing. And then he walked out of the room and I was like, oh, okay, I guess <laughs> I guess it's on me this week to figure that out. So this is what I have come up with. So this is an article I found. I looked at a bunch of articles. They all seem to be really kind of pointing to one direction as to what we can expect in 2023. The one I'm going to focus on, though, has come from Southern Living. And I will put a link to it in the show notes and also in the description on YouTube if you would like to go and take a look at it. What struck me about all of these trends is how much they're all speaking to those who RV and road trip by car. Mm-hmm. That is still, it's very clear that that is still the preferred way to travel as we come into this high travel season. So right off the bat, right off the bat, Southern Living says, the off-grid vacations. So it's the idea that people are looking for vacations where they get to unplug with us being attached to our emails and our social media and all of that. One of the biggest travel trends that I saw across the board for 2023 is that people are going to be looking for ways to unplug or to at least be able to say, oops, I'm going to this location. I'm not going to have service. I'm just not going to be available during my vacation. If you email me, if you try to give me some kind of piece of work while I'm on vacation, sorry, I'm off grid 
I can't do it. Our, our friend Clay shared with me this podcast episode. Um, I'll try to get it from him and, and link it to the show notes where a, a guy was, uh, a, a author was talking about a trip he took to an off-grid destination and, you know, went without any sort of cell service without access to his phone. There was phone service there, but he didn't, he did it without uh, having access to his phone. So he, the first couple of weeks were just like a, it was like an addict, yeah. a, like an addict breaking a, a habit, you know? And, and then he said after the, after a few weeks of that, then he was walking around seeing people on their phones and just wanting to slap them out of their hands because he was like, look what you're missing. Look what you're missing. Look what you're missing. You know, um, I, uh, the, the drive to like not have your phone being down here in Mexico, actually, I, I, I could see myself not having phone service and just yes. having internet now and then yeah. I'm not using my phone much at all. No, I mean, obviously we're connected and we're working yeah. and we have, you know, <laughs> we have lots of internet, we but, have a lot of internet. Yeah. So we're not really making the case for yeah. off grid travel, but I can say it does sound very, very appealing. Um, the second one was, again, keeping with this theme kind of off the beaten path destinations. So these are places that um, aren't going to be the big I got to get here. I got to see this. I've got to get to Yellowstone or I want to take this great, awesome urban trip to NYC or they're, they're looking for more places that are a little off the beaten path. And I yeah. think that that speaks and we've been doing it too. I think that also speaks to the need to want to get off grid, to want to get away, to want to go where maybe, especially if you live in an urban environment or a really just busy suburban chaotic life between work and school and kids and all of that, you just you kind of want to just get away. Yeah. And you want to find somewhere where it just, just the minute you get there, it feels slow. Yeah. Like it, here, it's it, just- Exactly. And I, I, we, we've found, especially recently, talking to people, people talk to us all the time about where they're from and stuff, that, that live in a certain area, the, the locals know mm-hmm. where the good stuff is. And if you, if you meet locals on the road, just locals to wherever they are, and, and you they're near, say, Glacier National Park. We were talking to some Canadians that, that live near the border up there, and they're saying, if you really like Glacier, you know, check this area out. It's not going to be busy at all, and it's going to be just as amazing. Yeah. The next one is family and multi-generational travel. And this one really caught my eye because this is the idea that for a lot of us, uh, we are planning these trips with family, with loved ones, with dear friends in that attempt to still, I think, kind of recover from the long maybe stretches that we weren't together, that we weren't seeing people, that we were kind of, and, and how chaotic travel was for the last several years. And that rings true a little bit for us as well. I mean, we just did that Disney cruise where it was us, it was Jamie and Clay, and then our friends, Walter and Eugene, who are as much family to us as, as the family that you know we see on a regular basis. And they came and they met us and we were all together. And it was just, we had such a good time. Yeah. And so I think that there is this idea now that people are wanting to plan trips together to all meet up in a destination. We are certainly, again, seeing many of our family members asking us, where are you going to be on the road? We want to come and try to find you. So I think there is that need this year in 2023 to try and 
book our travels with those that maybe we just we still need to be close to maybe after several years of, of being apart. Yeah, I think there's there's so many boomers retiring right now too that, that I think there's just this onslaught of of grandparents that are retired now that <laughs> Go get those it, grandkids. <laughs> going back to the old, you know, your grandparents take you on a vacation thing. I know. Are you listening? Grandparents? <laughs> like We've got three. You could take on an adventure. They love going on adventures. I'll fly them to wherever you are. <laughs> uh, number four, there's only six total in this article um, is nostalgic getaways. So again, I think we're building off of like a return to um, things that felt comforting the before 2020, before the pandemic, before we all kind of really adjusted the way we, we traveled and, and how we spent our time. I think there's a little bit of that still happening here in 2023. And so we're talking nostalgic getaways, things that are close to your heart. So did you go to Disney world as a kid and it was an incredible mm-hmm. experience for you? Are you longing for that? The things that are comforting, you know, maybe you want to go to a coastal town that you grew up in. You know, for me, I grew up going to the Buffalo river in Arkansas, the Buffalo river national recreation area, I yeah. think is um, its official name. And so for me, you know, when we first got on the road, actually, that was one of the places I really, really longed to go to because it just it held so much for me and I wanted to take my kids. Um, so I think we're seeing a lot of that as well in 2023. People booking places where um, they are reminded of a, a different time and they, they want to share that or they're all meeting as a family. Yeah. Yeah. And- for my family, it was St. Louis. We always went to St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Uh, when when I was a kid, and that's another thing that we did, like our first year on the road. Was... Yeah, I mean, last year was supposed to be the year too that we were going to go to Estes Park, mm-hmm. and I was finally going to get to introduce all of you to Estes yeah. Park because that it holds. Happen. It didn't happen. We needed <laughs> that, so we'll get there one day. But you know, that's one of those places that to be able to take my family there would really truly hold something special for me. So we are seeing a lot of nostalgic getaways, and then of course, here we go embracing the great outdoors that is not going away our national parks are going to stay busy our outdoor spaces are going to stay busy people have finally kind of begun to understand just how wonderful it is to be outdoors to be in nature we need to make sure though that that understanding comes with education as to how we behave and treat these places when we're visiting them but this desire to continue to be outdoors something that was born out of the pandemic does not seem to be going away anytime soon. It's the same as we've talked about with RVing. You know, we all now have a whole generation of RVers who have just, they discovered how wonderful it is and that's not going away anytime soon. So the great outdoors are going to continue to be a really busy and really popular place in 2023. And finally, And this one I love because we have talked for years about how wonderful small town travel is. That is going to be another really big one in 2023. I think keeping in line with the theme of wanting to just get away from it all for a little bit. Slow down. You slow down on a hike. You can slow down in a small town. You're tapping into that nostalgic getaway that reminds you of a, maybe a simpler time. These are There's a theme here in 2023 across mm-hmm. all these articles that I read. And I think anywhere you live, too, there, there's 
there's sort of like a small destination town that's that's within a hundred miles of you that that lots of people go to and maybe you haven't gone to yet for like for me I, I think of like uh Galena, Galena is what Illinois, I think about in um, Chicago yeah uh, or Union Pier New Buffalo mm-hmm. those kind of like within just a couple of hours of where we lived mm-hmm. those were always like the places that we would want to go to like and Hannibal Missouri yes yeah exactly and so. For a lot of RVers, that is going to be perhaps something that resonates with them, wanting to get to these small towns and see these small communities. So that is the six travel trends, according to Southern Living. Uh, We'd love to hear what you have to think about those. You can head over to the RV Miles Facebook group and just uh, drop a little comment in there. I will post the article in there as well so we can all talk about it. Uh, But that got me thinking, too, about... What do we as RVers or travelers, like, what are we thinking of for 2023? Or where have we been that we would absolutely say to another RVer, you have to go here. And across the board, almost every comment we got in the short amount of time that I put this up this morning, outdoors, 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 national parks, national parks, national parks. Again, it's just, it's, it's on everyone's mind right now. Uh, Several people brought up the Utah Mighty Five. Mm -hmm. That that is just... And again, you want to talk about being able to disconnect unless you've got Starlink... You know, you're going to go through patches during the Utah Mighty Five where you're not getting any service or very little. Utah is also another place where, yeah, there are these five national parks, but outside of the boundaries of those national parks is still just plenty of gorgeous beauty, uh, lots of uh, public land that you can just camp on and be away from everybody, and but then can still drive to a campground with a dump station and uh, a fill and garbage and showers and laundry and everything. Yeah. And so uh, it's just Utah Mighty Five is on our list. We've only done one of the five. And so that is on our list of things to do. Peggy Barthel, our friend over at the Stressless Camping Podcast, she brought up, and this one is close to your heart, Route 66. Yeah. Doing that. And again, if you do Route 66, you start up in Chicago and you take it all the way down into California, take it all the way down to the pier. Or vice versa. Or vice versa. You're going to go through small towns. Small towns. And you know, you're going to have that experience. I think there's always sort of, there, there are these big road trips like Route 66 that uh, you feel sort of the need to do the whole thing. You don't have to do the whole thing. You can sort of plan a vacation just surrounding part of it uh, especially on route 66 if you're in the southwest and doing sort of like uh, like oklahoma through arizona yeah. um don't feel like you need to like do these epic adventures when you can sort of break them down into chunks and just do the things that you want to do on them our friend david mullins over in the mile markers group brought up Meeker, Colorado. And again, here we go. Another, he said, it's a terrific small town feel and it's surrounded by mountains and the White River. He thinks that a trend though, and I thought this was really interesting, that he thinks a trend that they will be following is the Thousand Trails park hopping trend in 2023. So what he's alluding to is Thousand Trails is a membership organization you can join. They have campgrounds all over the country. And what he's saying is there will be this trend this year where people are primarily just 
park hopping from thousand trails to thousand trails to thousand trails. Yeah, I think the more full timers there are out there, the more of that has been happening at thousand trails. It yeah, because they are kind of all across the country. There's not a lot of them in the Midwest, but uh, we can't really speak to that. We're not thousand trails members, mm-hmm. uh, so we can't really speak to that trend. But if you are a thousand trails member and you're listening to this, has that been your experience as you start? Because I know for a lot of you, you have to book out 120 days in advance, uh, depending on the location. It's it's depending on the time you have to book. Has that been your experience? Yeah. We would love to know that. A lot of people are headed to the Northeast this year, as it has seemed that um, this is the year of Baja for many people. <laughs> it does seem from some of the comments I saw both in the Mile Markers group and in the RV Miles Facebook group that uh, the Northeast is going to be really, really popular this year. And again, talk about getting some pretty awesome small town feels out of the Northeast. Our friend Emily, who is also so kindly a moderator in the Mile Markers group for us, is in love with one of our favorite destinations, and that would be Alamogordo. Mm -hmm. Alamogordo has been one of those, I mean, we just love New Mexico in general. I think if I was to throw something out there and what I was to say to someone, if they wanted to, they had X amount of weeks and they wanted to kind of get the biggest bang for their buck, Go to New Mexico, go to the New Mexico State Parks. There are so many national parks in and around that area. We love that state. Yeah, for as much as we've been talking about New Mexico over like six years now, it's it, it, it's still a highly underrated state, mm-hmm. a highly undervisited state. Uh, there, it, there's so much diversity in landscape and wildlife, and you, you know you can be in the desert, you can be in the mountains. You've got Carlsbad Caverns, uh, you've got all of these small towns, the Native American reservations, some beautiful long road trip drives, amazing hikes, and then you've got big cities and and Santa Fe and lots oh, of I love Santa New Fe. Mexican food is so, <laughs> so good. good and it really is its own thing. Yeah. Mile marker member Stephanie also said that she thinks some trends that we'll see this year is that we're going to see slower travel and that our viewers are going to be spending more time in one place. I completely agree with that. Uh, she think she, she also said she thinks our viewers are also really focused on supporting small and local businesses whenever they can. I think, again, that trend towards small town, that trend to multi-generational family camping, again, or travel, bringing everyone into one location, that nostalgic travel, those are the things where you oftentimes are going to go into these communities and you're going to be supporting these small and local businesses. And it's so important, we feel, as RVers, that when we come into a community for a long period of time, we do try to support the community well, in it, that way. And that's one of the, the, the main reasons we do this is that we love going to restaurants all over the country. I mean, our kids would argue that they do love themselves a good Red Robin. Yeah, the the, <laughs> the kids would prefer we just go to the Chili's or the Red Robin every time. <laughs> like, where's the nearest Applebee's? And I'm like, ah, oh, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, but you know, how great is it to sort of visit all the different cuisines around the country? Who you know, who's got the best pizza? Who's got the best burgers? And who's got the best barbecue? And then you know, finding Kansas City, by the way, has the best barbecue. Let's just put that out there <laughs> and finding things you can send home you know yeah. things that send a family or friends that you find you know little trinkets and uh gifts and snacks that that you can't find all over the country to send back to family and friends well i think that's one of the reasons why we find harvest hosts so appealing 
right now. Yeah. I yeah. know that, you know, there's a lot of people that argue, well, it's not free camping. You're right. But for us, it kind of hits on a point that we is really important to us in our travels, and that is supporting small businesses. And this kind of helps us do that on a travel day as we're moving along. We can go, we can visit those locations, and we have met some incredibly nice people who have also been able to share their knowledge of that area with us and enhance our travels as we go along. So I think Harvest Hosts helps us be really deliberate about that in a way. And it also meets a need that we have, which is somewhere to park overnight as we're moving from one space to another. Uh, One more thing I want to grab from Stephanie and then we should probably wrap this up is that she also said she thinks that for full-time RVers in 2023, solar and alternative parking situations that include BM, um, that include BLM and co-op type parks are going to be really, really important to well, us. Well, we're already seeing from the RV manufacturers that they're um, they're finally responding to uh, this big drive from consumers for more solar. So, the the number of the RVs that are coming with real solar packages, not just like the tiny little panel. Um, or you and I it, must have been reading two very different press releases this week in our inbox because <laughs> I was kind of I was kind of side-eyeing a few things that came in that were screaming well, about amazing solar packages and then they were well, like, some of them aren't, we put 100 watts sure. up on this. Some of them <laughs> like, aren't what? amazing, for sure. But a, a lot of manufacturers are 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 doing that and they're, they are at least putting in systems that are expandable. Um, yeah. So even if it only comes with a hundred watts of solar, you can expand that. Like a, the Ibex came with a, a 200 watt solar panel and we were able to just put three more on without doing much. Right. Right. And it, it had the inverter inside. Yeah. All of that was there and prepped and ready for yeah. us. That's, that is really and huge. It's easy stuff for a dealer to do that doesn't involve running wires, you know, and, and, and ripping holes in your roof and all that sort of I just, stuff. I think, and we've seen this with a few situations that have come up recently. I do think it would be really nice to get the dealer out of this conversation. Sure. Yeah. But <laughs> I know that's not going to happen, but I yeah. think that unless you have a dealership that is well, really, truly knowledgeable yeah. and has someone on staff fully dedicated to solar setups in RVs. It's almost like the headache of what you start seeing afterwards. And I think that's what some of these manufacturers are trying to do though. They're trying to say that, okay, we have the basic stuff Mm -hmm. so that we can train these dealerships to do the basic additions without having to train them how to do a lot of different things. And and they're, they're using stuff from different suppliers and all that. So if they, if they're selling an RV from Keystone, they all come with the same inverter charger. They all come with the same solar controller and the same wiring. So it's it's easy to just expand that. But it's not just the solar stuff though, too. There there's the the trend in the industry towards smaller off-road, rugged, lighter. Ibex is a perfect example of that, but there's also the companies like Ember out there. And there's, uh, there's the fact that, uh, Class B camper vans are outselling the industry dramatically. That uh, every other segment has has seen a big loss in market share, while Class B uh, camper vans and other small motorhomes have been growing and growing because people are looking to be more nimble. They're looking to be able to get into some tight little areas that they couldn't get into before. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think over the next several years, where we go in regards to how solar and how much solar starts showing up on RVs and who's doing the work versus who's not is going to change drastically. And I don't think it's just full-timers that want this. I do think those part-timers and weekend warriors want it as well so that they too can experience a little bit more off-grid camping. Yeah, and I think the real thing, though, we need from manufacturers and on the solar front is just some wholesale change in, in what goes on our RV roofs. We need to reclaim that space and stop filling it with... <laughs> Uh, you know, random vents placed everywhere and air conditioners and stuff. Let's let's make those roofs flat again. Get the vents on the fans on the side. Get the air conditioners <laughs> underneath and and just cover those rooftops with solar. Yeah. Are you listening out there, RV manufacturers? Because that's what the people want. All right. Well, our big thanks to everyone in the RV Miles Facebook group for sharing their thoughts this morning. And a big thanks to everyone in the Mile Marker members group as well. If you're wondering what a mile marker is well that is just this additional support membership that we have recently set up for those who would like to support our small business in that way it's 4.99 a month you can sign up through facebook instagram or youtube and as our way to say thanks we do go live there once a month we have moved monthly night live over to our mile marker members and we say thank you to them for supporting our small business in that way by going live once a month, and then we have a private Facebook group as well. So, but I, 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 I want to add there whoop. though, because this has been coming up a lot recently. It's so if you're if you're going to choose to subscribe to one, subscribe where you want to watch the monthly live stream. Yes, if you want to watch the monthly live stream on YouTube, that's where you su should subscribe. Uh, you'll always have access to it in the Facebook group, and everyone will have access to the Facebook group. But we can't give people access to the YouTube live stream if they subscribe somewhere else just by the nature of way, the way YouTube does it. So uh, subscribe where you want to watch. They like to lock it down. So, <laughs> All right. Well, we are going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to check the level of our tanks. Be right back. On every road trip, there are moments you wish could last forever. Your kids running into the ocean for the first time, that perfect campsite with views that amaze and surprise, a hike through Sarah's crack, moments you spend time planning and you wish would never end. But like all good adventures, they do. But you know what doesn't have to end? Your RoadPass Pro membership you used to plan that memory-making vacation. Grab your RoadPass Pro membership today and lock in the $49.99 price for life. Featuring some of our favorite trip planning sites like Campendium and Road Trippers and the Togo app for checklists, RoadPass Pro will help you create an amazing RV adventure. Save $10 off your first year with code RVMILES10X and lock in the renewal rate of $49.99 for life. RoadPass Pro is going up in the new year, so if you've been on the fence, now is the time to join and save. Just click the link in the description and use code RVMILES10X to save $10 off your first year of RoadPass Pro. There are dozens of RV tank treatments on the market, but what do they actually do other than just cover up the smell? Our friend Matt from Matt's RV Reviews on YouTube tested them all and wasn't happy. So he worked with the folks at Century Chemical to make his new awesome black tank treatment. It's called Liquefied RV Toilet Treatment and it's the newest and best black tank chemical in the RV industry. It's called Liquefied because they use a special blend of enzymes that will break down your waste and toilet paper 
while it sits in your black tank for easy dumping, and all you notice is a soft scent of orange. You can get liquefied RV toilet treatment exclusively on Amazon, and if you're a fan of Matt's RV reviews on YouTube, he only asks that you think of him, whether you're on the plastic or the porcelain. Again, it's liquefied RV black tank treatment. Learn more at liquefiedrv.com. We are back and it is time to check the level of our tanks. Jason, what is in your black tank this week? Uh, there's apparently a, a problem where uh, people are un are releasing unwanted pets into national parks. <laughs> um, and I, I guess na I guess that it's national parks isn't the problem. It's that you're releasing un yeah. unwanted pets into the wild at what? all. But apparently uh, lots of people either adopted or bought pets during the pandemic uh, while they were working from home and now they're going back to the office and may not be able to care for them or whatever reason, but there is an increase in unwanted pets being released in the wild and officials are begging people to, you know, deal with that responsibly, you know, with shelters. And you can't release domesticated fluffy no, out into the wild. Not, if, <laughs> I mean, Literally, this sounds gruesome, but literally, you're 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 killing that pet. Like it's it's just they they're oh. not trained to survive in the wild. Harvey the Wonder Hamster would never have survived if I had let yeah. him go out into the wild. That is just heart. That's yeah. heartbreaking. Yeah, that's a that's a so don't that's do a that. pretty gross. So if you tank. if you wow. have if you have a if you have a pet that you can't. Handle, take it to a shelter. That's what they're there for. Yeah, yeah. you got to do the right thing by that pet. All right, what is in your fresh tank so this week? My fresh tank is a couple of updates to Starlink. Uh, and I have to say, Starlink internet has been fantastic for us in Mexico. By the nature of the way the satellites are, it's they sort of orbit the Earth in a, a regular pattern. They're not like stationary satellites. They just keep orbiting. So more populated areas, more people using it, the the less quality of service you're going to get. Down here in Baja, it's been amazing. Oh, it's been um, so good. It's been pretty good everywhere except for where there's trees, but down here it's been particularly good. There are a couple updates to uh, Starlink. One being that they now have the ability to put your Starlink to sleep uh, on a certain schedule, which is great for RVers that are trying to save battery power overnight. So now in the app, you can set uh, certain times that, that your Starlink is asleep during. Uh, and they have now opened up a portal for transfer of ownership. So now you have the ability to buy Starlink from somebody or sell Starlink to somebody by utilizing this ownership transfer por portal, which is great uh, because some people stop RVing, they stop doing what they're doing, they don't, don't want it anymore and they want to get rid of it. Uh, but there is a little bit of a black tank attached to that in the okay. fact that this could open up space for some scams out there mm. where, and, and I've already seen a little bit of, of this happening uh, reported in a few Facebook groups where there are people saying they have Starlink to sell and uh, and they take payment from you and then they don't transfer ownership to you or send it to you. Oh, 
tanks. So here we go. So that's my freshest blackish, I guess, gray tank. That would <laughs> yeah, be. Yeah, there's a little. Wow, that's like a, a mix of. Yeah, it's your gray tank. There you go. What's in your fresh? T- uh, no, what's Mm-mm. in your black tank this week? Uh, so my black tank. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and call mine a little bit more of a gray tank, uh, similar to yours. And this is. Uh, Mile marker member James, uh, and this isn't a gray tank to James. It's uh, just, again, kind of talking a little bit about the frustrations that are still out there in regards to getting uh, campgrounds. So he had left this comment here this morning for us, and he said, the big trend I'm seeing is how much more time I have to spend online trying to snag reservations. At this point, I've got a list for each state park system we frequently visit and exactly when their booking windows open. And it still feels like I'm playing a slot machine every time. I don't like the thought of paying yet another fee, but I think there's a market out there for camping specific travel agents. Yes. And I think that that has kind of started to happen. I feel like I remember a while back you doing a story in the news on either some kind of like campground agent camping scam where they were buying everything up and yeah, then there, trying there's a, there's a lot of that where there's like um there there are bots that buy up campsites and yeah. and then and then resell them at a premium uh there's there have some states have been able to put in some measures that that limit that a bit but it's still whether you have a travel agent for camping or not, the problem of uh, overbooking, of overbooking just to the, get it. the availability of camp. I mean, really the bottom line is we need more state park campsites out there. Camp camping has dramatically increased across the country and the number of public campsites. So not privately owned uh, business campsites, corporate campsites, the number of, public campsites like state parks and and uh, national parks has not increased hardly at all. No, we need more, not less. And I think we actually had an email come in from a friend of the show that was sharing with us that Texas is Texas eliminating is, is, a state park. Is, has lost a state park. Texas apparently has 12 state parks that are they are um, on leased land uh, and they, those landowners obviously can do whatever they want with that mm-hmm. land. And there is a state park, uh, I think it's Fairfield state park about an hour South of Dallas that is closing because the state couldn't come up with $110 million to buy it. Uh, and it's getting sold to a private developer who's putting in multi-million dollar homes and a golf course and a gated community. Wow. So, so yeah, more, not less. But I do think in regards to time, because obviously James is having to devote a lot of his time to try and do this. I could see the appeal of a travel agent. I know just the other night trying to sit down and figure out where we wanted to go and is there availability for the Memorial Day weekend? Because that was starting to sit on me a lot. Like I was starting to feel anxious that we had yet to book anything in and around Seattle for Memorial Day weekend. That was, what did we spend? Uh, hour and a half? Yeah. The four of us just going around looking and trying to figure out where we wanted to go. So yeah, an hour and a half. It was still pleasurable. We had a great time. But, you know, there. I would be curious to see how many hours we all, like, log in a year trying to book campgrounds. 
I would guarantee that it's especially probably you, a lot more than we want. Especially if you like to go to state parks. It's that's yes, that's definitely the hardest. That's definitely the hardest. All right, what's in your fresh tank this week? All right, so I have a book recommendation in my fresh tank this week. It's called Lessons in Chemistry. It's by Bonnie Garmus. And this book, um, I would say I had a real love hate relationship with this book. I, What I find really interesting, and this is a book that um, my friend Jamie and I read together, and we kind of have this little uh, book club that we started where we read a book and we talk about it. And one of the things that came up as I was talking about this particular book, and this is um, really, I think, geared, I, anyone should read it, but I think it's really going to resonate a lot with women. Um, and I think that it will resonate with women in different spaces in different seasons of your life. I think I read this book and saw it through a lens. Uh, now, as a 43-year-old woman, having uh, spent a few decades uh, working and navigating uh, adulthood, I think I read this book and felt anger and frustration over what was happening to the main character than I would have felt maybe in my 20s. I probably, it's just, it's a, it's really interesting and I don't want to, give a lot away on it but I think that it's uh it's kind of built a little bit as a beach read but I think un underneath all of that there is a lot to be said and I really did enjoy this and I was really angry at it at the exact same time so if you're looking for something to read that you're going to get through really quickly but you're also going to sit back and and uh have some thoughts on lesson in chemistry lessons excuse me in chemistry is one that I recommend all right, that's it for this week's episode of the RV Miles podcast. <laughs> yes, it is. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for continuing to be here. If you would like to connect with Jason and I, one of the best places to do that is in the RV Miles Facebook group. Or if you want to help support RV Miles in just a little bit more, just give us a little bit more of a lift here with our small business, you can become a Mile Marker member and you will find links to do that in the show notes for this episode or in the description on YouTube. We would be so thankful if that is something that you are interested in and you would like to come over and join in us and you would like to come over and join us. Of course, if you're headed to Amazon and you want to take RV Miles with you, it's really simple. You just go to amazon.com slash shop slash RV Miles. Thank you so much for watching. Stay well. Hopefully don't spend too much time booking campgrounds. Hopefully you get some time to read a book. We'll see you next week and keep logging those RV Miles. Bye everybody. Bye. Bye.